He didn't have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. But I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, yes, I'm glad to be in God's service. Glad to be in God's service. Glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, he didn't have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. But I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, yes, I'm glad to be in God's service. Glad to be in God's service. Glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, he didn't have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. But I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, yes, I'm glad to be in God's service. I'm glad to be in God's service. I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Oh, he didn't have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. But I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Jesus, uh, I thank you again tonight, Lord, for an opportunity, God, to be in your house. uh, Just for another opportunity, God, to open my mouth to give you praise, uh, to give you thanks, oh God, for this glorious day. To give you thanks, God, for beautiful ashes and the oil of joyful mourning, the garment of praise, uh, for the spirit of heaviness that you might be called trees of righteousness, uh, the planet of the Lord that you might be glorified, Jesus. I am so thankful, God, that I'm in your house tonight. Uh, I wouldn't desire to be any place else, God, than in your presence, uh, in your house tonight, God, just to walk through these doors, uh, just to have that chance, God, uh, to walk through the doors of the house of God, to thank you uh, for a roof over my head with clothes upon my back, with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. I thank you, Jesus. Uh, I don't want to take it for granted, God. I don't want to take it for granted, oh God. I am so thankful to be in your house tonight. Oh God, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. My people stand in thy gates, oh God. I thank you tonight. I thank you tonight, God. I thank you tonight. Someone didn't get up today, God, but I thank you that I got up this morning. Someone was sick today, but I'm glad I'm still in good health and strength. I thank you today, God. I thank you today, for you are my God and you are my Lord. You are my Savior and my King, O Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your keeping power. 
Thank you for your grace, O oh God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Once a sinner, for from Jesus I was perishing with cold. But the blessed Savior heard me when I cried. Then he threw his robe around me and he led me to his foe. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praise is born wise for I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul and I'm living on the hallelujah side though the world may sweep around me with their dazzling and dream yet I envy not her vanities and pride for my soul looks up to heaven where the gold the sunshine gloom, and I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring the Savior's praises for and why, for I've opened up Toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Not for all of golden millions would I leave this precious place. Though the tempter to persuade me has tried. For I'm safe in God's pavilion, happy in his love and grace. And I'm living on the hallelujah Hallelujah, Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring the Savior's praises for and why. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Clear the sun is always shining here. The sky is always bright. Tis no place for a groomy Christian to abide. For my soul is filled with music and my heart with great delight. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring. The Savior's praises for and why, for I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul, and I'm living on the hallelujah side. And upon the streets of glory, when we reach the other shore, and have safely crossed the Jordan rolling tide, you will find me shouting glory just outside my mansion door where I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll.
help me ring my Savior's praises for and why. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me bring the Savior's praises for and why. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. And upon the streets of glory when the reach the of the shore. And I've safely crossed the Jordan's rolling tide. You will find me shouting glory just outside my mansion door. Where I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring the Savior's praises for and why. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, you'll find me singing hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God. Thanks be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me praise my Savior far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul, and I'm living uh, on the hallelujah side. Praise God. Getting up in the morning, praising God. Going to bed, praising God. You got to live on the hallelujah side in this mess, man. I'm telling you, you got to keep your mind stayed upon him, for he will keep you in perfect peace, who's mine. Peter tells us Philippians 4, be a, amen. Be careful for nothing, but with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. We've got to stay focused. You've got to stay focused. Amen. No matter what's going on. Amen. We have to stay focused on God and his callers to us. Amen. And his promises. For the promises of God are yea, and they are amen. But when God made promise to Abraham, the Bible said, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. So we have exceeding promises of God, amen. And we want to make sure that we hold on to God's unchanging hand, building your hopes on things eternal, amen. Life. We were born again of the water and the spirit. Amen. Because we say we want to go to heaven. And so we have to act like we're going. Amen. I'll get excited every day. He will come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Living on the hallelujah side. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, we want to get in our Bible study tonight. Amen. Again. Amen. We've been talking about a life of service. Amen. I want to thank Brother DeMuth for kicking this off last week. Amen. And so we want to get in our lesson tonight. Amen. Joshua twenty four fifteen. 
Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which are your father served was on the other side of the flood of the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. So Joshua put the, the, the question to the people. He says, if it seemed evil to serve God, then choose. Amen. Uh, when Elijah came to Mount Carmel, he visited the people and he called them all together. He says, how long have you between two opinions? He said, God be God, then serve him. If the devil be your God, then serve him. In other words, you can't have it both ways. You have to choose whom you will serve. Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to love one and hate the other, or you're going to despise one and get rid of the other. He says you cannot serve God and mammon. So you have to choose who you are going to serve. But Joshua says, just so you know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And it's, uh, and that's what it's all about. When we are born again, when we become born again of the water and the spirit, it is to serve. We, we come to the kingdom, amen, to serve God. One of the greatest attributes of a true Christian is that of a servant's heart. Amen. We need to be servant, uh, servants. We need to have a servant's heart. We need to have the attributes of a servant. Service to God in sincerity and in truth can only result from a free and willing allegiance from the heart. Notice, notice what it says here. It comes from the heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, and his heart so is he. So you, you have to make up your mind. It's got to be a, a service. Service is all about your mind. You have to make up your mind to serve. Amen. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Joshua knew that all service that was not done freely and voluntarily would only be seen as deceit and hypocritical, as God loveth a cheerful giver. He therefore called upon the people to make their choice, for God himself would not force them. And that's the thing. God will not force anybody to serve Him. He will not do it. Amen. He gives us a free choice. Amen. He, he will not force you to serve Him. He knows, has already put it in His Word, what the consequences are. And so we have to decide if we're going to serve God or serve the devil. Both of them has choices in the end. So we have to decide, do I want to be with God for eternity, or do I want to reign and be in hell with the Satan and his imps for eternity? Amen. They're, they must serve him with all their heart if they serve him at all. Moses had admonished them, amen, thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and shall swear by his name, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. And Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 through 13, Moses says, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve him, and serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day, for thy good, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 through 13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God. Him shall thou serve, and to him shall thou cleave, and swear by his name. He is thy praise, and he is thy God, that have done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Deuteronomy chapter 10, 
verse 20 and 21. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave to him. Deuteronomy 13:4. The prophet Samuel even called for the people to serve the Lord with all their heart. Only fear the Lord and true with all your heart. For consider how great things he have done for you. Notice, they keep telling you, consider what God has done for you. Amen. You've got to consider. You have to realize where you were and how God has brought you out. Amen. And now you should love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And you should serve him. Amen. It, it, it starts with a willing heart and a willing mind. They're trying to show you here. Joshua informed the people that his choice was already made, for they had chosen to serve God. Amen. So during this lesson, we want to look at how we can develop a life of service. First of all, there must be a willing mind. Paul says in Second Corinthians verse eight, I mean chapter eight, verse twelve. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that that a man have, and not according to that which he have not. So a willing mind is the first consideration. A willing mind is the first and main thing if we're going to serve. You have to make up your mind. It is that which God mostly desire, and that without which everything else will be offensive, insincere, and vain. Amen. As a Christian, you do never want to be called a hypocrite. Amen. You want to be sincere. You want to be truthful because your father is sincere, and he's faithful, and he's truthful. Amen. So if we're following after God, if we're living after God, if we say we're God's children, we have to follow the examples that he has given to us. And and Jesus has always ready given us one of the greatest examples of being a servant when he removed his robe and he girded himself with a towel and he got down on his knees and he began to wash his uh, disciples' feet. Uh, and he came to Peter and Peter says, Lord, you're not going to wash me. And Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Amen. He was showing them the value of being a servant because he had already told them, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to learn to be a servant of all. And nobody is greater than God. And so God himself, in the form of Jesus Christ, amen, he robed himself with a towel and he got out on his knees and he washed their feet, showing them an example of what a true servant is. If you're going to be great in his kingdom, you have to learn how to be a servant above all. Amen. Servanthood is one of those things that flows out of your mind. Amen. You've got to be willing. Notice what he's saying. You must have a willing mind. Amen. You have to make up your mind that I'm going to serve God with all my heart. I don't care if anybody else serve him or not. You know that song, I got a made up mind, I got a final destination, I'm going to keep on pressing on to my final destination. I'm going to burn all the bridges behind me, I'm going to break all the ties that's behind me, I'm going to keep on pressing on till I reach that home, sweet home, that new Jerusalem. Amen. I'm going to serve him as long as I live, as long as I have been. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable, amen, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So we have to change the way that we think here. If what we do does not spring from a truly noble, generous spirit, a spirit of bountifulness and kindness, it is not done cheerfully and freely, and according to our best abilities, we may want to examine our hearts. If we're not serving God with a pure heart sincerely and voluntarily, then we need to ask myself, what is wrong? Why am I not? With all the things God has done for me, with all the things God has given me, with all the love God has shown to me, with all the faithfulness He has been to me, why can't I serve Him freely? Why can't I volunteer to serve God freely? You know, when I went in the Army back in 1969, I went in. I volunteered because I wanted to serve. Now, today, the military is an all-volunteer force. So everybody goes in is going in because they say they want to serve. You know, but it's amazing how many get in there and they don't want to serve. See, when you say you want to serve, that's what it means. I want to serve. I don't need anybody to hold my hand. I don't need anybody to stand over my back. I will serve because I have a willing mind to serve. I've already made up my mind. You know, my motto when I went in the Army, they said, if you're good enough to get in, you'll serve your country well. That's what it says. It was all about service. You know? And and, and notice what people walk around and tell, say to people today, the veterans, hey, thank you for your service. See? They, they, you know, and we should be glad that somebody has taken notice of our service here. Amen. In Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2, Moses speaking to the children of Israel says, speaking to the Lord said, speak to Moses said, speaking to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart shall you take it. Notice. Even God talks about giving. He says, Moses, they, if they don't give it with a willing heart and a willing mind, don't take it. See, God is not going to force you to give. He's not. See, but he's not going to change who he is. See, we, we have to realize God loves a cheerful giver. See, and, and, and we, when we give of ourselves to serve, that's what God loves. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. And I believe the reason few are chosen is because they won't serve. They won't serve freely. They won't serve with a willing mind. They won't serve with a willing heart. The way you go from, go from being called of God to being chosen by God is the earnest of your preparation. The more you study God's Word, the more you apply yourself to the kingdom of God, and then voluntarily, God is going to choose you. You know, when he called his disciples, he didn't force them. He just walked by the sea and said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They had a choice. They could either follow him, you know, or they could stay where they were. He wasn't going to force them. 
See, God is not going to force us to serve Him. You know, it's got to be a life. The same way holiness has to be a life. Christianity has to be a life. Amen. You have to serve as part of your life. That's what it's all about. Amen. So notice, it's got to be a willing mind here. Amen. David says in Psalms 57, 7, he says, My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will arise and I will praise. Amen. Give praise. Amen. Is your heart fixed to praise God? Is you got a made up mind? Or do you wait for the song? Or do you wait for the keyboard? Or do you wait for the drums? What are you waiting on? Amen. David says, my heart is fixed. Amen. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to read my word. I'm going to study. I'm going to church. My mind is made up. Amen. It, it, that's the way it's got to be to serve God. Amen. Notice what uh, uh, David tells Solomon in, in First Chronicles uh, chapter 28, verse uh, 9 here. First Chronicles 28, verse 9. First Chronicles 28.9 And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and what? Serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understanding the imagination of their thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. So notice what David says to Solomon here. First he said, no God. Amen. Do we know him? Amen. Oh, I want to know him, Paul says. Amen. Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformable unto his death, that by any means I might apprehend to that which I am apprehended of. Says, I count not myself to apprehend, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. I reach forth to those things which are before I press towards the mark. Paul was a master servant of the Lord. When you read his letters, he keeps saying, Paul, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what we are. We are called to serve. You remember what the Lord said in Isaiah 43.10? You are my witnesses, and you are my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. So the servants of the Lord must know God. We must know him, amen, in his fullness and in his deity. We need to know who we're serving, amen. That's amazing. Sometimes people get hot on a job and they don't even know who owned the company. They don't even know who they're working for. You know, they have no clue. Because they don't study it out. See, you've got to, notice what David goes on to say. He says, serve him with what? A perfect heart. Amen. Don't let your mind be cluttered with junk. Serve Him willingly, sincerely, and freely. Perfect. Complete. Have your mind made up. That's what He's saying. That you're going to serve Him. Once you know Him, serve Him. 
Amen. If you love him, serve him. Notice, and with a will in mind. You don't need somebody to keep telling you, oh, go to church. You don't need somebody to keep telling you, oh, read your Bible. You don't need somebody to tell you, oh, give to God. You know, you don't need that. You do it freely because you love God. Because of the things God has done for you. A servant's heart. Amen. Praise God. You know, you stop and think about people's jobs. You know, the reason a lot of people have trouble on, on their job, they've never made up their mind to serve. They, they're not going to work to serve. They're going to work for a paycheck. That's all they're doing. They're going to work for a paycheck. They're not going to work for uh, to serve. Because if you're going to work for a paycheck, you know what? You're not going to give your all. You're not going to try to change anything. You're not going to try to make anything better. You're not going to take any kind of initiative to make anything better. Because all you're there for is a paycheck. But when you go as a servant and you realize I'm there to serve, you will serve with a pure heart, with a pure mind. You will be excited about having the job. You will see things that need to be done. You will do it freely and willingly. Amen. It won't matter if you have to work over hours or whatever. You will be excited. Amen. Because you know you're serving the Lord. Amen. And you're there because God has opened the door for you. God has given you that job because you prayed and you asked God for a job. Amen. And God rewarded you for that job. And now you should be worshiping and, and presenting yourself as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ with excitement. Amen. And what usually takes place, what I've seen, when you go into a job with a servant's heart and a servant attitude, you might not think so, but the bosses see you, your foremen see you, other people see you, what you're doing. Amen. Because you're taking the initiative, you're making a difference. Amen. And as a result of this, because you have a will in mind, you are thankful, it opens doors of opportunity for you. Even more and more. Amen. And the same is is true in the church. Amen. When you're born again, it comes with a servant's heart. Amen. You should just be loving the opportunity to serve God. You should be looking. You don't need a title. You know, you don't need a title to be a leader. Amen. To be a servant is the highest highest job there is. Most people don't realize the higher you go in any kind of business, all you are is a servant. (laughs) That's what's happening. Amen. Amen. Servants carry certain attributes within them. Number one is initiative. Initiative is taking actions in the absence of orders. You see things need to be done, you just do it. Amen. He says, well, that's out of place. I need to fix it. Well, the flower pot's dead. <laughs> well, I need to take dead flowers out and get some more, you know, and give a little water and see if it can't grow better or whatever. Well, look at all this paper on the floor. Well, let me see if I can't pick it up. You know? A willing mind. A willing heart. No one should have to force you. You're a servant of the Lord. Amen. He's given us examples of everything that we need to do. A true servant has a heart of integrity. He's honest. Amen. He's open. 
He's truthful. He's trustworthy. A servant. And you stop and think about a mechanic that just goes to jo- the, the, the job to for a paycheck versus one that goes to the job to serve. If a guy's a mechanic just for a paycheck, you bring your car into the shop and you says, you know, to the guy, I want to have an oil change. You know, all you're going to get is an oil change. That's all you're going to get. All he's going to do is change your oil. He's not going to check the levels of your fluid levels. He's not going to check your windshield wiper blades to see if they wore out. He ain't going to check the tires, you know, to see if you got the right amount of air in them. He's not going to look underneath it and see when he's under there if you've got a hole in your muffler. He's not going to look at your tie rods and tie boots and, and, and see if the, the bushings is going bad or any of that stuff. He ain't going to do any of that. See, because all he's there for is for a paycheck. But if you get a servant, he's going to be concerned about your safety. And he will point out things. You might not want to hear, (laughs) but he's going to come back and point out things that's wrong with your car because he don't want you to get hurt. He wants you to get it fixed before it gets worse than what it is. Amen. So that, you know, you are safe and your car will last longer. That's the difference between a, a, a servant and just one's going to the job for the check. See, so you, you have to re- remember that. You know, if a guy's there for just as a paycheck and you bring your car in, you leave some valuables in your car, you get your car back, but some of them might be gone. And you wonder, man, I know I brought that. I know I had something in here. And you wonder words, word, what happens. But if a guy's a true servant, I guarantee you, when he pull it in, everything that's in there is going to be right in the same spot, you know, when, when you get it back. Amen. Amen. A true servant is fair and impartial. They treat everyone the same. Amen. He's faithful. If they say they're going to be somewhere, they're going to be there. You can trust them. You believe in them. Amen. They're trustworthy. You don't have to worry about them. Amen. Completing any task that you give them. A true servant is optimistic. Amen. They always see the good side. Amen. They're not murmurs. They're not complainers. They're pillars. Amen. And they're rooted and grounded in the truth. Amen. Notice it began with the willing mind to serve. Amen. When Jesus chose those twelve, as I said earlier, he didn't force them. They had to make up their mind if they were going to serve God, if they were going to follow God. And as a result, notice the end result. You know, they they was chosen by God. Amen. They was first called. See, but they was chosen in the end when they proved that they was willing to serve. When, when Jesus told the people, he says, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. The Bible says many of his disciples went back from that point. And he turned to the twelve and said, will you go away also? And Peter says, Lord, where are we going? He says, you've got the words of eternal life. And we're persuaded that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. See, we we got to know him. <laughs> See? If I know it, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So we have to have a willing heart. Amen. If you're going to be great in God's kingdom, we have to learn to be servants of all. As a man thinketh, so is he. 
So you want your mind right. Amen. Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, verse 19 through 24. The Lord talking about uh, Caleb here. Amen. Joshua hadn't taken the rings yet, but Joshua was, was waiting to take his leadership position. Amen. Here, but the Lord told Moses here, uh, let's start with uh, verse 19, chapter 14, verse 19. Moses is praying. He says, Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even unto now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. Aren't you glad some people can get in the gap for you? <laughs> Amen. That's what a servant does. Yeah? They stand in the gap. They're willing to take a licking for you. Like time acts and keep on ticking. Amen. According to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all these men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened unto my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and have followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Notice, God says, my servant Caleb. Notice, he called him a servant. He says, because he had another spirit. See, when you have the right attitude, when you have the right mind, when you know your God and his capabilities, amen, and you are his servant, you're going to believe everything God says in his word. You will trust God. Amen. There must be a willing mind, amen, to serve God. And you have to, and Caleb believed God. Amen. He tried his very best to try to get them not to go back. Amen. Because a servant... We are servants. Amen. It, it, it's not about getting. It's about doing. Because of what has been done for you. See? Caleb, you know, he knew God's goodness. He knew they was in captivity. He knew they were slaves. And how God brought them out. And how God delivered them. So he made up his mind to serve God. To believe God. To trust God. When God brings us out of the world, amen, you think about the deliverance that has taken place. What what has God delivered us from? And as a result, we should have that willing heart and willing mind to do anything and to believe God and to trust Him. If He brought me out of that mess, there's nothing impossible for God to do. I've been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seeds begging bread. Amen. God will take care of his people. He goes with us. He's given us exceeding promises. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen. They had the report, amen, of what was there. 
How could you not realize if it took two people to bring the grapes back? Amen. If you had two people, amen, that had to bring stuff so you could see what God was getting ready to give you, how could you not trust Him? How could you not believe Him? Out of all the things that you had seen, the ten plagues in Egypt, the walking across the Red Sea, should have been enough to open your eyes to make you believe, my God, you know, if God can open up the Red Sea, you know, and we can walk across on dry ground, you know, is there's nothing. Amen. They stood there. They saw it. They passed through it. Amen. They watched. They saw what God did. And you're not going to believe that He can't deliver you out of anything else. Come on. We're the servants of God. Amen. My servant Caleb, he had another spirit. You don't have that same old spirit that you had before. God has put His Spirit in you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And what does the Scripture says? Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Praise God. This is a willing thing, amen, to serve Him freely and with your whole heart. Amen. Loving Him. Praise God. And Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. This is a servant's mission. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him a book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah, or which is Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is a servant's mission. Amen. The Spirit is upon you. To serve. Amen. That's what it's given for. Just be a servant. Praise God. To go, to tell, to teach, to be a witness, to be an example of what a true servant looks like. Amen. When Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow, part of that is servanthood. You are to be a servant of all. We, we got to get in that mindset. Husbands serve wives, and wives serve husbands, and children serve parents, and parents serve children. Amen. We, we just become good servants because we love doing that. Just think of all the things that we can do. Amen. It's a servant's mission. Look at Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Try to catch up here for the time slip away on me here. Amen. Starting with verse 31, Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all His holy angels with Him, then shall He set upon the throne of His glory. Wow. There's a one in the Scripture if you want one. <laughs> Amen. Notice, if Jesus has got all the angels... Who's got the rest? I thought they all belonged to God. (laughs) 
I thought all the angels in heaven belonged to God. No. <laughs> okay. You got it. Okay. When the Son of Man is coming in his glory, all his beauty, all his splendor, you know, as Isaiah says, I saw the Lord, I'm looking at the strength of Amen. And angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Right? And all the holy angels with him, then shall he set upon the throne of his glory. Wow. And before him, man, I could speak of one this message right now. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divide his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but on the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer and say, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, and to everlasting fire, preferred for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in, naked, and you clothed me not, sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hunger, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. Amen. That's he's talking about service. Amen. To serve. Amen. That's what it's all about. How much, you know, can you serve? What can you do? Volunteer. You know, one of the things about, you know, Christmas time is a great time to be a good servant. You can bake cookies to take the people. You can bake banana bread to take the people. You know, why do we have to, why do, why did the church, why do we have to wait for somebody to, when somebody's sick, we gotta wait and say somebody to ask, do we, do we need to take them a meal? Why do we do that? See, a servant's heart, you just do it. You know they, they, they just had surgery. You know they are sick. When you get the report, you know, that someone is sick, someone that had someone in, in your neighborhood or whatever that died, you know, that's, that's just a good opportunity to serve. 
just do it with no fanfare. Because God is with you. Because you love God, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Notice what Jesus said, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. See, that's what you, you want to do. These are, that's the way a servant is. You've got to have that willing heart. Send in a card. You know, just, just you're in Walmart. You know, what is a 97-cent card? You know, you can get a 97-cent card, it, you know, it, and, and just fill something in and say, you know, I just think it much. That's having a servant's heart. Excuse me. We got to learn how to serve, not for others to serve us. See, because if you get the willing mind to serve, you know what's going to happen? You're going to reap what you sow. That's given. You know that song we sing? The more you give, the more he'll give to you. So keep on giving. Because this word is true, you can't beat God's giving, no matter how you try. So the more you serve, and the more you give of your time, the more people are going to do for you. But you're not doing it to reciprocate anything. You're doing it just because you love God, because you're His servants. You're filling the scriptures that He's given you to do. It must be with a volunteer heart and a volunteer mind. Amen. I want to serve Him with a pure heart fervently. I want to serve Him according to His Word. Amen. Jesus. Amen. There's one passage here, and I can't think. I know it's in the book of Luke. Amen. And Jesus said, when you've done all those things that is required of you, say, we're unprofitable servants. Can you find that, hon? We have done that which was... Our duty. Oh, man. Anybody know where that is? Oh, yeah, I got it. Go to, go to Luke 17. Start with verse 6. Let's start with verse 6. Uh, let's, well, let's, let's. I'll start with verse 6. And the Lord said, 17.6, And the Lord says, If you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the roots, and be thou planted into the sea, and it shall obey you. Think about that. Faith. Things flows from faith. Service flows from faith. <laughs> yeah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. But which of you, verse 7, well, which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he has come from the field, go sit down to meet? And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he think that servant, because he did the things that were commanded him, 
I throw not, or I say not. So likewise ye, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Notice, we've got a duty to serve. Amen. Others, we have a duty. It's our duty. You know, you've got to do that which is your duty first. This is what God is saying here. He says, do you think he should be rewarded for doing what he's supposed to do? See, no. That was his duty. You know, what, what does Solomon say there in Ecclesiastes? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. But this is the whole duty of what? A man. Amen. We've got a duty to serve. You know why? Because he chose you. You are my witnesses and my servants whom I have chose that you may know and believe me. Amen. We are the servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got to get it together. Amen. And realize the value and the importance of being a servant and do it freely and with a joyful heart and loving what we're doing. Amen. It's a joy to serve. I'm here to tell you. Amen. To serve with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and to do it willingly. Amen. Not for a check. Amen. Because, you know, your, your reward is on the other side. That's what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 25. When you've done all those to other, you're doing it to Him. He's going to reward you when it's all over. When you stand before Him, He's going to say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter to the joy that's been prepared for me. But He says, if you haven't done those things, he's going to, you're going to be on the left with the goats. And you're going into the out of darkness. Amen. It's a willing heart. It's a willing mind. Amen. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory to serve God. Amen. Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 through 31. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 through 31. But what think you? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, Go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he repented and went. And he came to the second and says, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They said unto him, The first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteous of righteousness, and you believed them not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when you had seen it, repented not afterwards, that you might believe him. Amen. Notice which one did the right thing. The one that says, Well, I'm not going, but then he went. He repented and he went. He did the will of his father. You know, we have to make up our mind. We've got to have a willing heart 
He changes his heart. That's what repentance is. It's having an inward change of heart and an outward change of direction. If I say I have repented of my sins, then I should have a change of direction with a servant heart to serve God freely with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's a voluntary thing that we must do. Amen. When we walk through the doors, amen, as an usher or greeter, they're servants. We're servants. And those guys and gals should have the brightest, cheerful spirit there ever has ever been. I'm telling you. You know, if I walk through a church though and the greeter and the usher is a bunch of sour pusses, you know, no greeting, no cheerfulness, you think I'm going to go to church there? It ain't going to happen. See, a, a servant always has some joy about themselves. You call someone to come to your house to fix something. All right, try this next time, and you can determine if they're working for a paycheck or if they're a true servant. When they walk through your door and ring your bell, how they greet you when they, they come in that door, amen, and what kind of continence they have when they come through that door will determine if they're there to serve or if they're this there for a paycheck. I mean, they won't say a word to you. If they're there for a paycheck, they ain't going to say a whole lot to you. Not a word. You know, they're just... I had one guy came to my house one time to fix something. And when he left, I had to call the company because, and I told him, I, I don't want you ever see this guy back in my house. I mean, he left parts and stuff laying all over the place. You know, I thought he was going to his truck to go get the stuff that, that you know, the, the get, taking the stuff out and go come back in and clean up. I looked around, the guy was gone. Uh, I mean, he left stuff everywhere. You know, it, it, but then on the same hand, they sent another guy. This guy walks through the door. I mean, he's so jovial. I mean, he's fixing stuff and he's in conversation and he's breaking stuff down and telling me all the parts and what could be wrong as he's talking and everything. I mean, he had a very servant's heart. I mean, he was just excited. And they were both from the same company. And that's what you got to realize. Amen. It's important when you when people walk through the door, what do they feel from you? What do they sense from you? You know, when people walk through the doors of the church, what are they feeling from you? I mean, a true servant, that spirit of Caleb will flow out of you because that's the spirit of God. The love, the joy, the faith, the belief, the trust is going to flow out of you to those people. That's why you hear people say, boy, I felt something there. It starts with the people that has a servant mind and a servant's heart. Amen. We, that's what we are. We're the servants of the Lord. Nehemiah. Notice, he was a servant. He didn't have to go build the wall. Man, he's got it made. You know? But he had a servant's heart. So he went back to build the wall, to build the, the wall around Jerusalem. Amen. Think about it. Amos, when you read the story of Amos, Amen. Amos told the priest, he said, look, when they try to tell him, don't prophesy here, you know, in, 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 in Judah. Go to Bethel. Go somewhere else. He said, look, man, 
He says, I was no prophet. I was not the son of a prophet. He says, I was a shepherd. I was out to field with my sheep and my flock. I was out there. I was doing what? He says, God took, called me and sent me out. So I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. You know, servant's heart. Amen. We have to realize this is what God is looking for. It's a servant heart. And so that's what we're going to talk about this month is, is how we build this life of service. Amen. What do we need to do? You know, I just hopefully I just laid a little groundwork here tonight. But, you know, next week we'll talk about some of the steps we can take to build a servant's heart. Okay. And so um, you got your lessons. You can go ahead and look through them and study them because, you know, you've already probably found out that I'm all over the place sometime in the lessons. But we're, we'll cover it all before the end of the month. Okay. So don't forget. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So we want to have a life, a life. That's what it's all about. A life of service, a life of service to God and to others for the rest of our time here on the earth, serving the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm not sorry I've answered the master's call. Jesus took my heavy load. Now I'm on the glory road and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry anymore. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I've answered the master's call. Jesus took my heavy load. Now I'm on the glory road and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry anymore. Father, I praise you. I thank you, Lord God, again for your goodness. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people, Lord God. Continue to keep your hand of protection over them, God. Let your blood be over them and their families, their loved ones, oh God, over our church, over our city, over our community, over our state, over our nation, our leaders, oh God, over the people, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Keep their minds stayed upon you, God, and all that they do, God. Give us all servants' hearts, Lord God, to live and to serve you with a pure heart fervently. We truly thank you, Jesus, for everything that you do for us, God, and lead us and guide us according to your perfect will and your perfect way. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget Sunday church prayer, 9 o'clock, 930 discipleship class. Amen. Followed by a worship service. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Be encouraged. Be strong. And keep the faith. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissing Jesus. Thank you.